This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me for my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. on KWWJ, 1360 a.m., 96.9 FM, or KYOK, 11.40 a.m. Call me, 832-570-8075. See you then. All right, Houston, this is Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert, talk inspiration and prayer, and you're here again here on Monday, 11 to 11.45, as we always are, KYOK and KWWJ, keep walking with Jesus, and this is a great song, and we'll play it in its entirety at the end, it's our own Mr. Claude Cummins Jr., again, one of the great labor leaders in Texas, actually in America, and he does incredible, I mean, this guy has chops, I mean, he can sing, uh, it's unbelievable, and his group endurance is one of the really one of the best gospel groups there there is they're just fantastic so we're here at the end i have a guest and her name is elsa caballero elsa please say hi to houston buenos dias hi houston thank you for having me gilbert and so i wanted to uh bring elsa because first of all elsa is one of the biggest and you know biggest labor leaders is sort of a strange phrase but i can't help to say it one of the biggest most important most incredible labor leaders in america and she represents SEIU, which is the service employees, which essentially are, uh, is it safe to say custodial workers? Is that? So we re actually represent uh, custodial workers, um, what we call Houston janitors here in Houston, right? Uh, security officers, as well as airport workers now here in Houston, and healthcare workers uh, in El Paso and Corpus Christi now. What's beautiful about that is these are the folks that really keep Houston going. I mean, they really, they, am I right? I mean, these That's are the people right. that, that they're working late at night. They're dealing with the most sensitive of, of information in people's offices and things. And they're trustworthy. They work hard. They just keep their head down. And they're just wonderful, beautiful people. I've known many uh, throughout my life with some of the workers here. It's just incredible. So let me go back to something, which is um, how did you get involved in the labor movement? How did that happen in your life? Um, interestingly enough, I started out first doing nonprofit work. Um, I started out at um, the Better Women's Shelter in Pasadena. I worked there doing a lot of that, um, you know, the counseling and uh, case management work. Um, and when I moved to California, I didn't go directly into that. I started working with the homeless families and in, in, in shelters for homeless family. And it really became clear to me that I was getting people after they had lost their job, after they just mm -hmm. had, you know, a, a crisis in their in their lives, and all of a sudden families were in shelters, you know, and, and all it took is one event that made them lose their job. It could have been, you know, uh, layoff. It could have been anything, and then they were homeless, right? So it wasn't the tip. You, when you think about homelessness, sometimes you think, oh, they must have been doing something wrong, or they didn't save money. But when you live from paycheck to paycheck, you lose the job in one month you can be homeless in less than a month you could be homeless and so i started to find out well how do i get before that happens how do we make sure people actually have a job and they can keep it and they can save money and i got into the labor movement when i was in california as a more of a preempt because i was tired of seeing you know how many families it, it wasn't just people that you think about like the single 
people in drugs. It was like entire families right. that were ending in shelters. Well, you know, they say that um, people are only like one check away from being homeless, like everyone. I mean, just, just somehow. And, you know, in today's times, and I get so frustrated. We've talked about it on the radio before. All these ivory tower Wall Streeters and all they think about is, you know, uh, the Dow Jones and Wall Street, when they don't realize it's the people that make this country move and go. And right now people are hurting because everything's too expensive. Everything is, they can't afford anything. And it takes two people uh, to have two jobs each to maintain the same standard of living. Am I right? It's Isn't that what you see with your members? Correct. And I mean, prior to COVID, it was already a problem, right? People were making, Houston janitors right now, for instance, they're making $10.75. Come on. Cents, which is like, and mo many of them are working part-time hours, which is why you hear the it's stories deep. about them having to do two jobs. So imagine making 45 to $54 a day right and having to pay for gas or having to pay for transportation to get to your job there's not much to take home so it was already a problem to begin with and i think you know it's very hard for them to be able to make ends meet uh, every day without having to make some sort of sacrifice every month so you know, something's you, not getting you, paid you, every month you're breaking my heart when you think about that for a moment ten dollars i mean to go to the movies now it's like 16 dollars just to go to the movies and i took my daughter and some of her friends to the movies and between going to the movies popcorn soda the popcorns are all like you know ten dollars in the soda think about that for a moment yeah. they work all day and they can really not even go to the movies with their family no those are luxuries for them that's that's i mean well, I mean, I'm speechless, but we're going to come right back to it because we have our first caller. Do we have a caller there, Mr. Uh, Ms. Producer? Is there a Steve on the line? Yes, Gilbert. This is Steve Dubble here. Steve, I owe you a call, my friend, but I'm so glad you're calling me on the show. So, Steve, talk to us, my friend. What are you doing? What are you running for? Tell us why. So, I'm running for an open justice of the PC. Um, it's um, the There are 16 justices of the peace um, positions in Harris County. There's two for each of the eight constable precincts. So the precinct boundaries are the ones I'm running, the one I'm running for, which is precinct one, place two, lines up with Constable Rosen, and Eric uh, Carter is the other J JP for this. Um, and the, the one who's held this seat for many years is David Patronella, and he'll be vacating this seat at the end of the year. So I'm going to run off May 24th with early voting, May 16th to 20th. There's nobody running on the Republican side. So this May 24th runoff will determine the winner. And I've been interested to hear your conversation so far because a lot of my platform um, has to do with what you are talking about this morning and people living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, a paycheck or one little problem away from being homeless. And we've got a real crisis going on with evictions here in Harris County. Well, Steve, Steve's family goes to church, the same church we do. And so, oh. and they're really wonderful, warm people. The family goes way back in the community. Let me ask you this, Steve, real quick. For all of us and someone like me that, you know, I'd like to think I'm, I'm educated, this and that, what does the Justice of the Peace do? So a big part of what they do is um, evictions. I'd say that's about 40% of it. They also do um, in any landlord-tenant dispute. It can be a multi-million dollar um, landlord-tenant dispute or a, a small homeowner, a small renter home, home dispute. That all has to go through the JP courts. Um, so that's a big part of what they do. They also do Class C misdemeanors for which no one's going to jail. There's only uh, financial violations or financial penalties. Um, and they do um, commercial disputes up, or civil disputes up to 20000 And you may have seen a recent series in the Houston Chronicle, a really good series 
on um, what's going on there, and they've raised the level to $20,000. So we've got a lot of credit card companies that are flooding the courts with, and they're flooding the JP courts with their collection cases. Well, Steve, let me, let me just, I'm gonna move to a different direction real quick because I just hope one thing, when you're there, my friend, you know, just remember when you eviction things, have a heart, you know, just have a heart with folks. Uh, and on these uh, misdemeanors and things, you know, please support diversion programs and things like this because sometimes circumstances, someone can't get a good lawyer or someone doesn't have any money for a lawyer and, and all of a sudden one thing happens and their whole life is changed. Uh, one mistake. So please make sure you do that very quickly. Give us your website and everything else so people know how to reach you. SteveDubel.com, um, D-U-B-L-E, SteveDubel.com, and you can check me out on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram and all the I'm on Twitter, um, and happy to talk to anybody about my platform. And I'm with you. Um, I'm here to address this problem, and here to come up with a better system than just um, viewing this as customer service for landlords and customer service for bill collectors. Amen. Our, our constituents are also, um, you know, the, the tenants and the uh, the debtors are also our constituents. Very. Can I get an amen, studio audience? Amen. 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 There you go. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for being on the phone. I know we have Good some. To you, uh, oh, Thank my you. pleasure. I know we have some other people on the phone, but before we do, I want to come back to this concept of, you know, I don't know the right phrase, Elsa, but people need to be able to make a livable wage. Is that the phrase? I mean, you work hard. You would think that you should be able to, you know, live with that versus. $10 an hour in today's times, if you inflation adjust that, who knows what that is? It's probably like $2 an hour. Right. So, you know, what are you doing about that? I mean, what, what can we do? So a couple of things, right? Uh, Houston janitors right now are in the middle of what they call a contract campaign. Oh. Which, uh, we're negotiating a contract with um, their employers, uh, which so, you know, well, are many. Well, then help us go through that for a second. So the janitors are part of a contract. So they're part of the union. And the union represents them with an employer, and there's a contract. Is that? Basically, am I going through yes. it? Okay. Yeah. And so here in Houston, there's many different contractors, and okay. the contractors have to agree to sit down with the union and negotiate a contract that sets standards for them, including wages. And you know, through the pandemic, obviously they were all very worried that you know the the they weren't going to have a lot of work and that people working from home. But the reality is that we know our janitors were coming to work every day. Their hours would get cut because they saw this as an opportunity to cut hours and do things they shouldn't do, but they were working. They were working every day. They were considered essential workers. and But their wages have not continued to go up. And that is because, you know, of course, uh, building owners really drive that. You know, building owners have to uh, be willing to pay um, in order to get uh, more money to the janitors. Uh, I would tell you it only costs, believe it or not, to get janitors to a $15 minimum, um, a penny per square foot a month. Come That's on. It. A penny per square foot. Come That's on. all. So I know that tenants, when they hear that, it's probably not even going to make that it, much of a difference to tenants such as you. In it's this outrageous. Building. I mean, you know, we, we'd pay a, a, a nick, we'd pay a lot more than a penny for them to get where they need to get. And frankly, $15 an hour. That's still not enough, Elsa, yeah. somehow to me, when I think about that. You know, um, well, we're, we're going to come right back to that. We have another caller. Let's go to the second call. Uh, is it our Dan on the phone? 
Yeah, Don. Don, please. I apologize, Mr. Don. So you got me, Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. And you have Miss Elsa Caballero, one of the um, union legends in America, certainly in Texas. Have you ever been called a union legend? Not yet. Well, you are. <laughs> Go ahead there. Go ahead there, Don. Oh, no, I'm not a union legend. <laughs> I don't no. think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what you are? A good human being for calling in. So what do you got there? Oh, well, you know what? I, I, I've been working a lot with Ms. Edna Griggs, who is a community activist here in the Acres Homes community. And uh, she does a lot of work with the uh, Aldine schools. And so a few years back, she asked me to, like, this is like six or seven years back, when I first met her, she said that I should come up here. I probably could do some magic, and, or we, we have a lot of magic going on if I showed up and worked with these kids, and they would show me something. And so I moved in, and you know what? Uh, this is my second year here. We started robotics. Uh, uh, we started competing in robotics competitions. Wow. And next thing you know, we're yeah, we're we we actually uh, wound up uh, uh, doing really well in world the world championship, which was held down here about two weeks ago. We wound up walking away with one of the top prizes. And are these minority kids? Yes, these are minority kids. So what a beautiful thing. Yeah, these the, the robots they're working with. These are robots that are like 120 to 160 pounds, and they move real fast. Wow! They have to climb and do stuff, shoot baskets like people, run into each other. But they, these kids, have taken on to this, and they're loving it. And I mean, it's and what's nice too about it is that the kids are very proud of their community, where they come from. They're proud of the home community. They're proud of Aldine. They're proud of Carver High School. And all the neighboring schools of Eisenhower and Blanson, uh, but these kids all come together. Have all come together, and they've been doing an outstanding job. Well, you know what that means. You know, it just means there's talent in the minority community. You know, you hear people, and you, the, the stereotype of robotics as well. It's not for us. That's tr that's just not true. At the end of the day, we have talent. We have smart young kids. They just need someone like you, Mr. Don, that'll just have a heart, take them under their wing, and really show them. And I really congratulate you for mentoring these young kids. I appreciate this. I, I really. That's really I where it begins. It. it takes someone like you. Did you ever see that movie Stand and Deliver about? Um, um, uh, es es not Escamilla, Escalante, about the the teacher Escal Jaime Escalante on the calculus. Oh yeah, Remember that? a long time back. Yeah, yes. I know that movie. And, and, and the best line, of course, was when the guy that plays Lou Diamond Phillips, he plays La Bamba in another movie. He went up there and he goes, "What's calculus?" <laughs> and, um, and, it, and it was calculus. And they thought that right. our kids can't do it. And then it mm -hmm. took someone like Mr. Escalante to really work with these young people and we can. Well, Mr. Don, yes. I'm going to give you the last word. How can people reach you or where do they reach you? Is Miss Edna the Miss Edna that I know in Acres yep, Home? It's probably the one, yep, the, the, the same Miss Edna that you know. Oh my God. You know, she's like the mayor of Acres Home. You know that? I think she's, I think she's, <laughs> yes, the, I think she's, the, isn't she, she's the real mayor out there. It's unbelievable. Yeah. She had me visit with some seniors and for another show I'll talk about it because these seniors are wonderful and in my opinion, we need to turn to our seniors because they are the wise ones of the community. Mm -hmm. And we need to turn to them because they have so much to give and to tell us, and they want to share their wisdom. Oh, I had the yes. best time with these seniors. Yes, yes. No, she, you know what? Since I've met her, I mean, she's actually not only helped me create opportunities for these kids, but 
also, it's given me an opportunity to look at myself and how to improve and be the best teacher I can. I love it. Well, Mr. Don, we thank you for being on the phone. Get, I'm, I'm hugging you here in cyberspace, and thank you for what you do, and I'm hugging Miss Edna. <laughs> you let her know. I uh, will do. All right. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Mr. Don. I want to come back to Elsa for a second, because what about health care? Do they have health care benefits? So um, they do, as long as they meet the minimum requirement of, you know, uh, the hours, right? And what we saw is that many of them actually lost their health care because, um, you know, they cut their hours to four hours a day. Oh, or many of them to five hours, right? So they went from having six um, to a lot less. And that, of course, uh, means that they no longer have health care available. And we know during COVID that was, a, that, that was very difficult. So for, for this year, that's one of their big priorities, not only getting to 15, right? Um, for us, we think, look, we're in Texas. This janitor's making $15 an hour. It's not just good for them as janitors, but it's good for Houston. They're going to spend their money. Exactly. Here. They're going to use it in the economy. And Texas is big enough for 15 We can do better. And so that's our campaign. Texas is big enough for 15 I like that. I want everyone to say that with me. Texas is big enough for 15 everyone out in the, in the universe, because it really is. And you know what? I, I would, you know... I don't mean to be, I don't know, this is going to sound callous. It seems like it should be higher than 15. It should. It should be higher than 15. Um, you know, because these people are so warm and wonderful, and they're dealing with, you know, with all the important things in the office, and, and they're dealing it with such grace, and they're being very, uh, what's the right word? Um, uh, they're protective of the data. It's so incredible. And they're proud about the work they do. Yes. So, you know, like, they're they're very proud. They're, uh, the majority of our workforce here is, you know, Latino immigrants as well as African Americans, right? Black Latinos do the, most of the work, which, you know, think about it. These are the people who have been really struggling during COVID, making $10.75, you said it, it's not enough. And 15 is probably still not enough. It's yeah. not where they should be. But we have to we have to start moving in the right direction. What I could tell you is right now, I have members who have to rely in being able to not only do two jobs, even with two jobs, they have to go to church to get, and food pantries to meet their needs because they can't at this time. They're having to go to the clinics, you know, and get their gold card because they still don't have health care during COVID. And think about that. That's also a drain of resources. Uh, why? Because we're not paying enough. And we see a lot of people not wanting to come back to jobs that are not paying enough. This is why you hear so many people across the country now having a, willing to go on strike, willing to not go back to the same old, same old, because they can't even afford to go to work anymore. You can't afford to go to work and get $45 a day and spend right. it on you know childcare, on bus transportation, on gas. Then what are you doing? You're not doing anything. That's right? Right. It's costing you more money. So we know that a lot of the private sector sees the need to raise wages. Um, they just don't want to go as far as they should, right? We believe 15 is the right place to start, and we're, you know, and to start. Let's talk about 15, build, at least 
bring the minimum to 15. It's something that we should have done in Texas a long time ago. It's something that should have happened across the country a long time ago to raise the minimum wage. We've been talking about it for a very long time. This is not a new concept. I mean, they're the bedrock of downtown because they come when we all leave to go to bed, right? They're coming in because are there two shifts a day or how does it work again? So most of them do, uh, you have day porters, which is, you know, in a lot of the buildings such as yours, right? Uh, they want the they want the building clean 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. looking nice, being disinfected, you know, doing all the stuff so that um, that you have everything that you need. And then uh, around four or five, then comes the night crew that leaves everything ready for when you come in the morning. So a lot of times, this uh, the the people that clean these buildings, nobody even knows that they're there, right? You don't see them because they're so used to just co- kind of coming behind you and making sure everything is taken care of, uh, you know. And so they're invisible to everybody else. Uh, but we uh, all depend on what they do every day. Well, you know what? For everyone that's listening to me, and I know I may be singing to the choir uh, with the listeners that we have, because we have very wonderful listeners on KWWJ and KYOK. It's really sort of the others that aren't listening, because everyone here listening, they have you know a little bit of God in their heart naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say to everyone else, you know what? When you see one of the workers, give them a thank you. Give them a thank you, my goodness, because, you know, it's just, number one, a right, uh, the right thing to do. Just give them a thank you. Let me ask you this. How many um, SEIU members, or how many people do you represent here in the Houston area? Um, in, for the Houston janitors, we represent about 2,300 workers um, now, uh, post-pandemic. Uh, a lot of them have not come back, mm-hmm. um, but we represent about 2,300. Um, they clean the buildings in the downtown Galleria and what we call West Chase area. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the high-rise buildings that you see, they do get cleaned every day by the Houston janitors. My goodness. We have another call. Is there a Jesse on the line there? Jesse, is yes, there Jesse? Is this Jesse isn't jumping, Jess? Yes, sir. Jumping, Jess. How are you, my friend? Do you? I don't know if you know Miss Elsa, but man, she is just a dynamo, and she does yes, so much for so tell. many. What's What's you got I'm, for me, uh, Jess? I'm uh, I'm too blessed to be stressed, Gilbert, and I want to tell you about your the situation that you know it's it starts with us. We need to pay everybody a good living wage, and so when we we get workers to work Amen. for us. We should pay them a minimum fifteen dollars. It's good living wage. If somebody wants to get you grass for ten or twelve dollars an hour, we need to pay them step up and pay them fifteen dollars an hour. That's the way it goes. It starts with us, first of all. We need to do that. And number two, I want to thank you for your show, Gibbard. Uh, you do a great job. It's inspirational, and uh, you know it's a blessing that you have the show. And number three, I want to tell you for all your good work you do out in the community and how you step up all the time helping everybody and all the good people in the community. And then before, I want to tell you an early happy birthday, Gilbert, because I know your birthday is coming this Friday, and I want to step be the first one to tell you, and I know your show's done on Friday, but I'm going to tell you right now, happy birthday, and I'll say goodbye. Jess, I'm hugging you, man. Thank you so much. You know, I'm going to be 59. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be 59. I'm going to be 59 years young. I remember I was at Mr. Claude Cummins, the third pastor's church, and there was a wonderful lady, and she was 92 years young. Mm. And I mean, she looked great. And I happened to have um, been at the Mount Calvary uh, Baptist Church this past Sunday with uh, Pastor Ronald Smith, and there were so many, just some seniors that were just beautiful with a 
nice clothes, their best clothes, their hats. It's just a beautiful thing as they were celebrating Mother's Day. Uh, so let's come back for a second. So SCIU, though, that's a national group. Right. So how many uh, people are part of the union nationally? So we have over 2 million members, two million members? Um, in the U.S. and Canada and Puerto Rico. And we represent yes, yes. public sector workers as well as uh, health care and Jane. what we call property service, which is, you oh, know, Jane. where the janitors come Please in and work. they do a lot of the cleaning, security work, um, and things like that, you know, all over the country. Um, so we're blessed to be part of a much larger, uh, you know, international union. I had the, I'm very proud of the fact that, I think I'm on my third term now uh, of being the president of SEIU in Texas, and um, you know. Boy, did you, did you know that? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, no, I, I'm blessed that the members have chosen, you know, um, chosen me, and I take that responsibility serious. You know, my role is to advocate for them, to to be that voice for them, and. You know, I have to be here today because yep. I believe it's the right thing to do, but also because I believe my members need that. My members need the support of everyone in, that's listening to you, of you, to make sure that we can get to a livable wage this time around. Well, you're blessed, but guess what? They're blessed to have you. So let's go back. I want to go into something really important. So there's a contract up for renewal now. Yes. Okay. And when? So just walk our listeners through that. So when is the renewal? And is there something we can do to help? Is there a website or something? So, so walk us things. through it. So our contract expires in May 31st. So we have until the 31st to get to an agreement. Um, and then what we, what the way that you could help or your listeners could help is, you know, talk to your pastor about how they could support and uh, advocate for those workers to make a livable wage of $15 an hour. Um, people, if they're interested in participating in our campaign, they can call 832 387 5352. Let me put that on my website. If you wouldn't mind saying that one more time. 832-387-5352. And if people wanted to sort of, for lack of a better word, follow this, where do they get updates of how it's going? Is there is there a website that you all have information for the public? Yes, it's uh, SCIUTX.org. And that's S-E as in Edward, I as in Indiana, U. Uh, S E I U T as in Tom X as in X TX dot org dot org. Oh, wonderful! And so, let me ask you this: So, this negotiation is with the contractor that has the contract to clean. Yes, it's not with the building owner themselves. It's not, but you know, we do know that at the end of the day, the contractors are going to do what the building owners or the property managers want them to do. So at the end of at the end of the day, the power lays That's right. where the money is, right? And they're not going to, you know, they're they're going to be. Uh, willing to do as much as the owners of the uh, property managers let them let them do. And just to remind you, it again only would cost them a penny per month per square foot it's, to raise wages for Houston janitors to fifteen dollars an hour. It's almost like you should say, um, I don't know. I, I'm just making this up here with you. It's almost like we should go to those that are the tenants 
the tenants in the building with the negotiation to say, we're negotiating right now. Talk to your property manager and say, are you willing to pay a penny just to be, you know, just as a human rights cause issue? I mean, has, is that something that's like not a taboo to do? No, it's not. Actually, that's perfect. I mean, we should we, just go to the tenants. Get the tenants and, involved. And, 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 and pass a leaflet at the outside of the building when people walk in and say, would you pay a penny to help folks live a livable wage and to help boost the economy of Houston? I think everybody would. Well, what I find is that a lot of the tenants love the people that are cleaning their building. They know them by name. They may, they right. believe that they're part of their family because they know them every day. They don't usually get to see the ones in the afternoon. They know the day porters, right, what they call the day porters. And they all would be willing to do more for them. But they don't know how. And I would say tenants can call their, uh, their property managers. They can call their owners and say, I support this. You know, because at the end of the day, they're already paying um, the rates that they need to pay um, to to have those buildings get clean, and it probably won't be a huge uh, amount of money for them uh, to increase that fifteen dollars. And my building here, in, um, and in Houston, I'm in I'm in five Houston Center. Mm -hmm. Is this one of the buildings? This is one of the buildings. Okay, yes. you know, what? I'm going to call my my property manager, and I'm going to report next week on the air here. Perfect. I wonder if I can do one of those things like they do in the in, um, where like you call them and, and they don't know, and you're on the phone or something like that. I know we have a Reynaldo Reynaldo or Ray. You've been on the phone for a little while, and I appreciate you. Uh, holding on. So, Ray, speak to me here. Talk inspiration and prayer. Gilbert Garcia with Miss Elsa, Labor Union Extraordinaire. Talk to me, Ray. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I was really not expecting to be on the on the phone with you, but uh, it's a great so it's a great surprise and, uh, and a pleasure indeed. Uh, I I'm a uh, also I mean I was calling uh, just to uh, see if I could set up a meeting to, with you personally and uh, and introduce you to our company Tetra uh, Land Services. We do commercial appraisals and uh, do some right-of-way right work and uh, and issues and uh, and uh, some residential as well. But um, well, my interest was uh, really with eminent domain and that uh, I know, like like the lady that you have uh, on the line with. Um, we're interested in, in trying to see how we can educate the uh, the Hispanic community on the issues that have to do with right-of-ways and, and and real estate altogether. Well, sure, I'm happy to do that. I'm going to give you my cell phone. Are you ready? No, one second, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, got you. I caught you off guard. Don't worry. I, yeah, no, no, no problem. I just, you know, sometimes you, uh, you think you're going to talk to someone about a different, uh, some subject, and uh, you get, uh, you get, uh, uh, you get. Uh, uh, you get a, a you get a, you get a genuine regular person, and that's me. Yeah, uh, you know, that's, I, I try to be. You know. There you go. Well, let me give you my number. Well, I have your card. I met with. Do you uh, have my representative Hispanic Chamber of Commerce? Okay, so you have my number. Well, I think I do. I Set, ready? I'll I just give it to you. Seven one three. Seven one three. Nobody gives this on the radio, but I do. Four four three. Four four three. Forty three thirty. That's my cell phone. You just call me anytime, my friend, and we'll uh, we'll get together. I'd love to do it. Yeah, no, that's, that's wonderful. I, I appreciate the opportunity. It would be very nice. Thank you very it's much. All for it to help the, the community. You know? That's what it's all about. The more education we can have in the community, the better off the community is. And, you know, when you look at the African-American and Latino community, we are Houston. When you look at the numbers, oh, no, absolutely. and, and yeah. the more we educate our communities, the better off Houston as a whole is going to be. That's what absolutely. we got to get elected officials and public officials to really understand. Yeah, so, well, Mr. Dunn, you. yeah, thank you for being on the call. Call me, my friend. I sure will. Thank, thank you, you sir. very much. Yeah, 
All the best to you. I know we have another caller there. I'm just trying to get them all in, but I also want to keep my conversation. Is there a Miss Janie Torres? Is this Janie? Yes. Good morning, Gilbert. Janie, is this my Janie? This is your Janie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Janie, I'm so glad you called me. And, you know, Janie, um, I had the best time. And for everyone in Houston, you know, we celebrated the life of Mr. Joe Campos Torres through a car parade. And I've never yes. been in a car parade, but I tell you what, it was a blast. And I want to thank, thank H- HPD for letting us all kind of go through some of the lights and they made sure we could all do it. And the beautiful yes. thing, Janie, was you and the family, Richard, allowed just anyone who wanted to talk on the megaphone to talk. And that was a beautiful thing to let everyone express themselves. And one of the most, you know, Janie, one of the things that moved me was the gentleman, the artist, and his beautiful Indian chant and song that he sang. Yes, that that yes. just really moved me. But Janie, you're here with me. Talk inspiration and prayer. You are on three radio stations. How do you feel with everything that's going on about your brother? I feel um, I feel very uh, I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful for all the support that we've been getting. Um, uh, with you especially especially having you uh on board uh, with so much support and so much uh uplifting just the uplifting vibe that you 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 get out is just you know very heartwarming uh we also have you black we also have isidro as well uh, johnny mata it's, it is just such a beautiful thing finally uh all this coming together now in the past uh um years and decades we had uh uh put off connecting with anybody because we've never felt that uh um, there was never a connection from heart to heart and i'm 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 thankful that we we uh held off because now we have uh heart to heart connections with people you know like yourself and, and isidro and it is such a blessing, and I'm thankful that we did hold off because now we have. Uh, uh, I, I believe the Lord put in our path the right connections. Well, I tell you what's amazing to me, Jane, if you don't mind me saying, is you know, I'm a mere mortal, and somehow I think if my family lineage, if this had happened to us, I don't know, I think I'd be bitter, I'd be angry, all those things. And y'all have nothing but love and forgiveness in your heart. And it's just yeah. ama- it's amazing to see y'all when you talk about these things, and um, so I really tip my hat to y'all. There's a certain a- a- angelicness around you and the family, and I just really am so glad to to know you. Thank you so much. I have I have forgiveness. I I I I just don't have forgiveness in the system. This is why we do what we do because we are trying to. Uh, hold the system accountable and everyone who plays a role in the system is responsible to make these positive changes for the people, for the community and not only that, for our next generation because they also have a right to be protected and we have to hold these people in office uh, accountable for the system. They are those that are are working the system, but they have to be also held accountable to the laws as well. And this is why we do what we do. And not only for my family, but once I'm gone, this is for the next generation. We have to make sure that they're protected. 
Well, you know, amen to that because it's all connected, Elsa. When you think about the Jose yes. Campos Torres mm -hmm. story, when you think about things like police brutality, when you think about human trafficking, when you think about people yes. not getting a livable wage, the amount of overrepresentation of minorities and women yes. in those groups that are always right. taken advantage of. Is, right. is that what you see all over the country? Uh, Janie, I'm just exactly. asking, I, I'm, I'm asking, yeah, I'm just gonna ask Ms. Elsa real quick, is that what you see all over the country, Ms. Elsa? Of course, I mean, of course, we know that that's happening, right? It's like um, all over the country, the people that are have struggled the most, right, are uh, in, in, before the pandemic, but definitely during the pandemic, were people of color, black, brown people, who are already working minimum wage jobs and were having a hard time to, to make ends meet, are continuing to struggle after the pandemic. And let's not even get, and start yes. talking about women and how the there's so much inequity in terms of comparing women uh, who are in the workforce to men doing the same work, oh. getting paid a lot less and having uh, not the same benefits. And you know, and everyone should care about that because even if you're a man, you should care about it because what about your wife or your sister or your daughter? This this is one big world and one big people and we should all care about that issue. Well, Miss Janie, I'm gonna give you the last word and by the way, while you were speaking, I held up the wonderful T-shirt that I, that I got from you uh, with your oh, brother you. and you know your brother god he was so uh, he was so young and handsome yes you know Thank and, you and so for much, yes. and for his life to be taken away like that is just um it just can't happen yes. it's just we cannot let that happen anymore i'm gonna give you the last word janie well i know one thing fifteen dollars is not enough no it, 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 it's 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 uh it's way overdue the fifteen dollars should have been uh in my opinion, decades ago, and not only with COVID now, if I go into my doctor's appointments like Harris Health, I see the janitors cleaning all the time. The windows, the door handles, the seats, everything. So $15 today, it's 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 ridiculous. It, it should be way higher than that. And because go ahead, Jamie. And, and with the prices of, of everything rising, gas, mm -hmm. food, rent everything fifteen dollars for for that line of work for labor work in general it's it's that should have been fifteen dollars maybe a decade ago two decades ago but not now no. Amen. Amen. Well, Miss Janie, I'm, I'm hugging you the phone. Thank you so much for calling in. And yes. please call in again, my dear. I'm hugging you right now. Yes, Bam. I will. Great work, Gilbert. And thank you so much for your unconditional love to the community. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Miss Cheney. That's Miss Cheney again. Um, I know we have another caller, though, and I'm trying to get as many as we can in, Elsa. Uh, but let's go. Do we have another call caller there? Is there a Mr. Cummins there? <laughs> Mr. Cummings, is, is there a Mr. Cummings there? Hey, Gilbert, how are you? Is this Mr. Cummings as in Mr. Claude Cummings as in Endurance, that incredible <laughs> song we heard earlier? Hey, Claude. Hey, man, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How you doing? Hi, Elsa, how are you? I'm good. I'm blessed. Thank you. You know, Claude, we're, we're I, just want, I, I just wanted to thank you for having Elsa on. Elsa is a living legend. You, <laughs> you guys are too gracious Elsa. to me. No, but it's just the truth. The things that you've done in this, uh, in this city uh, and around this state, and I can't think of a greater uh, advocate for uh, for raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour than... Um, than Elsa and, and and you guys are right. You know, it should be more. It should be more. But mm -hmm. you know, it's been stated that fifteen dollars is a livable wage, and and Elsa has really been 
uh, one that has a mouth and her feet are moving in the, in the same direction and working to get it done. So I want to thank you for having her on the show today and well, just publicly thank her for the work that she's doing. And I, quickly, I'll say, you know, the way that we can fix where uh, workers can get more money is to elect uh, politicians that will advocate for workers. And, and Elsa is changing this state an election at a time, working with, with me and, and other unions and making right. sure we're elected people that support workers and support raising wage. Well, that is, that's an amen, actually. That it sure is. I couldn't do it without you as a partner, Claude. <laughs> well, yeah. Claude, you know what? Claude, what's amazing is um, when you think about, you know, you, you walk a gallon of gas. I, I got gas this morning. It was like 4.05. So think right. about that. Someone who works an hour after tax and everything can barely buy a gallon and a half. Right. And probably exactly. the, and probably they're the people that have some of the older cars. That's right. That it takes almost a gallon and a half of gasoline just to get to the office. Right. And you know, just put that in that context, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you talk numbers, just put it in real life things. Uh, I bought a watermelon the other day. It was twelve dollars. So think about that. You work a whole hour. You can't even buy a watermelon, and so think about it. no, you, you're right. Gary. Put it in context I, it, I, like that. I, I drive a, right. I drive an older Hummer, and it costs me seventy dollars to fill it up with super premium gas. Is all I can burn it the other day, and I thought about that. We got some workers that are not making out of that. That's. Right. I mean, you got to put it in context. I um, was getting a prescription filled, and of course, you know, how healthcare is. Mm -hmm. Every year they do the same thing, which is they raise the prices about ten or fifteen percent, and they lower what you can get every single year somehow these health insurance companies and so i got a prescription are you ready for this even with the subsidy of my health insurance three month supply was 500 and something dollars Goodness. can you imagine that claude who can afford that right. when you think about just everyday people and they're making decisions of do i you know pay for medicine or do i pay for milk Right. for my kids right. that's where we are here in america we can do better claude come on yes we can we can do better, we can do better. Elsa, but talk to me I'm, go ahead claude you got some he's been a great partner and a great friend and um and you know, your your show is just so informative you know we need to do more to try to make sure listeners are listening to you because you're bringing out the real things that need to be talked about today uh in this uh in this city and in this state well, Claude, thank you very much for calling in. I'm hugging you on the phone in cyberspace. I'm going to let Elsa. Uh, thank, you. thank you very much, Mr. Claude Cummins. Uh, thank you. Uh, again, thank labor you. leader extraordinaire for decades, decades. Uh, of course, he started when he was three years old, so yes. that's why he can be decades. <laughs> uh, but, Miss Elsa, let's go back. So, what are your thoughts to what I just said about that? I mean, it just seems to me when you put it in context, it really makes sense. You have a great context. Would you pay a penny? A square foot more right to have people have a livable wage and that's just going to benefit houston because they, they live here they live they're going to spend, spend the money, money here, here. And, and here's the thing think about it especially with your listeners uh, many of these workers with the wages that they're making 1075 they have to do two or three jobs when we think about what that means for their families right that means that their children when they come home 
they have no parent there mm-hmm. to be there, do their home, help them do homework, and be just a support system. Many of these kids are having to stay at childcare if they're young, if they're too young. Childcare that it's already overpriced for them, or staying with older siblings, right? And we think about how important it is to have a parent at home to kind of give that guidance so that they can do their homework, so that they can get into college and they can do something different. I will tell you, people don't get that cycle. Mm-hmm. That when um, you know they say to me, well why don't they just get another job, right? Well, it's hard to get another job or it's hard to go to school to go get another Mm -hmm. job when you're having to do two or three jobs. And when you have a child who's not, you know, I have a member right now who told me, my daughter did everything right. I've been working, you know, I haven't stopped working because I was helping her with school. But during COVID, she's getting, she was already in college. She had to stop going to college so she can help the family. Mm. uh, And she went to work because she had to go help her family to maintain. So those are the sacrifices that these workers make. And I will tell you, I'm not here to ask you to pity them or to feel sorry for them. These are very proud group of workers. They just want to come and do a good, solid day of work, but get paid correctly, get paid what they deserve. So they're not demanding more than what they deserve and what they need to take care of their families, to break those cycles of poverty that we have. Because if the kids are not able to go to school, then they also end up having poverty jobs, right? So we have to do better as Texans. We have to do better as Houstonians. We have to break the cycle of poverty that we live in. You know, we can talk about the fact that we want to do better, but until we start making changes, we do need leaders in office that are willing to do better. I could tell you, um, I work with Mayor Turner to increase wages for airport workers, and I hope to continue to work with other elected officials who want to do the right thing and want to inspire private sector to do the right thing. And you know what? It's not expensive. It is. It really, in the scheme of these multi-billion dollar budgets and the hundreds of millions of dollars, I mean, it's not expensive. Let's do it. Let's do it, Houston. And again, S-E-I-U-T-X dot org. S-E-I-U-T-X dot org or call in at 832-387-5352. I'm not so sure if we're going to get to Miss Monica because you know what they say, like in Carol Burnett, I'm so glad we have this time together <laughs> because guess what? It's time to say goodbye. Oh, didn't, it, didn't it fly? It did. It did. I, we, it was fun. We have about one more minute and then we'll stay on on Facebook. Monica, do you want to say something real fast? Is there a Monica there? I would love to. Come yeah, on, Monica. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me and I will keep it under a minute. I promise. Go, Monica. Because go. that was... That was really important, and I was um, very impressed by what I heard. And I want to remind everyone that early voting starts next week. Vote Monica Singh, Singh in the spring, next week, the 16th to the 20th, and the runoff election is on the 24th. Don't forget to exercise that right to vote because you're right. All these changes can only happen when we have the right people in office. Monica, Thank give you us your website. Time. Monica, website. Give me your website www.singforjudge.com Thank you so much, Gilbert. Monica, I'm hugging you right now. Way to go. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great one, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. All right, I'm going to give Miss Elsa the last word here on these 30 seconds. Miss Elsa, it's all you. I would say if you want to support the Houston janitors and you're uh, working in one of these buildings, please call your property manager. Ask them to do the right thing here and pay these workers the $15 that they need. I'm calling my building manager today. Thank you, Houston. This is Talk Inspiration and Prayer with Gilbert, a tip from Gilbert. And you can always call me every Monday at... I'm going to give you the number, 832-570-8075. And we're every Monday, 11 to 11.45, KWWJ, Keep Walking with Jesus and KYOK.
and we'll see you next time. All right, we're now on cyberspace. We've just completed our radio episode. You know, I love that song. I'm gonna have to play that song again. I, I think because that's. I mean, uh, have you ever seen Claude come and sing? No, oh this my. is my first time. I'm very did, impressed, Claude. If you're looking, did you know he could sing? I know I didn't. Oh I'm, my gosh, it's amazing. He's got chops, and he's got this group. And, um, you know, they're like uh, the Four Seasons almost. I love it. And they it. sing gospel music, and they got it going on. They're fantastic. So we're going to close out here on Cyberspace, and I want to just repeat a few things, which is S-E-I-U-T-X dot org. And I think, really, in many ways, um, this issue about a livable wage and my view is just the next stage of the civil rights movement, right? The first stage was trying to just fight for the right to vote and those sorts of things. And now it's about fight for just basic humanity and basic livable wages, things that you take for granted, but you can't. Because out there, you can't take it for granted. It's not happening. And people are just one check away from being homeless. They really are. And if you want to know about it, 832 387 Five three five two, and if you're a tenant somewhere out there in cyberspace, call your property manager and owner and say, you know what, you might have SEIU workers in here, and if you do, please, I'm willing to pay a penny more. That's not even a bubble gum anymore. Bubble gum is a quarter, a penny more, a square foot to give people a living wage. And frankly, I would say it's not even really a living wage, but at least it's better than where they are. And these are good people. In fact, I see some of my own relatives in there. My grandfather, who was in the Marine Corps, that was his way out of poverty. Right. For the Latino community, a lot of us, that's the way out of poverty. Yeah. And the GI Bill and so forth. And he was a warehouseman and um, and he was a custodian. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he would be there and if the toilet broke, he'd fix it. If something, I mean, he was, the, he, that was my grandfather. And he was, he loved life and he was just great at those things. So we have Miss uh, Elsa again from SEIU. She's the head of all of Texas for SEIU, but she's really grander than that. She's really like um, a labor Mother Teresa because, <laughs> well, because you have this aura in you of just of just I don't know the right thing. Do the right thing, right? It really comes down to it comes down to a spiritual element of just do the right thing. Right. Just do the right thing. Um, so tell us real quick. Were your family, your parents, or anybody, were they labor organizers? I mean, how did you get bit by the calling of the Lord? <laughs> you know, um, when I'm, I'm an immigrant from Honduras and my grandfather and my grandmother, um, it's who raised me. You know, my mom immigrated here, had to leave us behind um, in Honduras. So my mama and my papa was the ones that raised me, and that's how they raised me. You know, they were involved in, in the groups in the community. We, you know, my grandfather was one of the ones who started uh, a, a free 
college in our town. And they were involved in all the uh, patronatos in, mm-hmm. the, in, in the town to clean the gutters, to do a bunch of different things. And so that was just instilling me to always look for the right thing. You know, it's you know what's right and you know what's wrong and you should always try to do what's right. You should always try to help someone. And so for me, it never, you know, it never dawned on me to do, um, to do other work that didn't include trying to uh, work in the community or to help in the community. Um, I was blessed to have a very supportive uh, family. I am very blessed to have a support, supportive husband uh, because this isn't easy work, right. uh, as you can imagine. And, you know, um, my husband really was that backbone for me. Uh, you can go and do the labor work and you can do all of that. And he took, he, he made sure he took care of the kids and took them to the doctors. As a matter of fact, he's doing that today. <laughs> um, you know, I, and also held an, another job. But, you know, you were talking about the sacrifices that we make. Um, you know, I remember having working in nonprofits, you don't make a lot of money. And my, when, we, when I first got married, my husband and I also did, uh, you know, on the side, we would go and clean a building where he worked or the building where I worked as mm-hmm. a side job because we needed to make ends meet. And it's it's shameful that that's what has to happen, that you have to. So I remember going there with my husband and I and even the kids to mm-hmm. clean the buildings on the weekend because we wanted to make that extra money. And, you know, as a community, as an immigrant, that's just what we do. You know, we don't want charity. We don't like having to go get charity. We're going to work hard to make what we make, what we need to take care of our families. And I think that's what the janitors do. Um, unfortunately, at this time, many of them are having to rely on their church. They're having to rely on food banks to make ends meet, and that is wrong, not in this yeah. community. As I said, we believe Texas is big enough for 15. Everything is bigger on Texas, but for whatever reason, the wages are not, and we need to change that. Texas is big enough for 15. Amen. Well, I thank you very much for being on the show. And it was very moving for me, mm. and it was an honor to be in your presence for all the hard work that you do for so many. And it's just the right thing. It is the right thing. So, Houston, we're going to sign off. Facebook, everything else. I don't know if I can even call you Facebook anymore. Don't beat me up. I mean, bleep me out if I say Facebook. I'm not supposed to. But this is Gilbert Garcia. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. A tip from Gilbert. And, of course, I'm every Monday. Listen, this is your station community. I'm just, you know, tired of all the negativity, negative news, bad news, bad news, bad news. And you know what? There's got to be an outlet to talk about good things and stories of heroes like Elsa, people that are doing things for the good of other people because it's just the right thing. And that's what this show is all about. And so, again, we're here 11 to 1145, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM, 1140 AM, KWWJ, KYOK. And, of course, you can call it 832-570-8075. And I thank you for being here. I'm going to give Elsa one last word, Elsa, right there the camera. Um, first, I just want to thank Gilbert for the space, the ability to talk about this uh, campaign for the Houston janitors, and you know, hope to have your support and make sure you, uh, that you call. I'm happy to hear that you're going to call uh, your uh, building manager, and hopefully, some of the other tenants that are in this building uh, will follow your lead. I'm going to call today. You have my support. I'm going to call today. So it's on right. You got my support, and I'm going to call today, and I'll report back. Thank you. And I hope you call in if you don't mind, to just let us know these next couple of Mondays of how it's going. Definitely. Okay. We will do that. Please. And so here I am. I'll see you next time. 
This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me for my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. on KWWJ, 1360 a.m., 96.9 FM, or KYOK, 11.40 a.m. Call me, 832-570-8075. See you then.